past. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of the Batman Universe podcast. So, well, before I even go into anything, uh, I'm sure everybody knows uh, Heath Ledger, who's playing the Joker in The Dark Knight, has passed away. He passed away on January 22nd, 2008, and... Just as any every other fellow Batman fan that has anything to do with media, whether it be website, uh, podcast, uh, writing articles, they're dedicating their material to him, and that's what I'm going to do too. We're going to dedicate this episode to Heath Ledger, who, like I said, passed away on January 22nd. Um, that is going to be our topic of discussion for today is basically everything relating to Heath Ledger's death to the outcome to how it can possibly affect the movie Um, that's going to be our topic of discussion today so also I just want to start out by saying um, I didn't get any uh, comments or emails or mail on the pod pod uh podomatic at all uh i do have some way of knowing how many people are downloading and how many people are uh subscribing to this but i won't have that opportunity much longer so really the only way that i can that i'll know that everyone is still listening i actually have listeners is if people email me so if you can email me and let me know what you think, what you want me to change, that would be the best thing possible. Because if I don't get any comments or emails, it almost makes me feel like nobody's listening and nobody wants to, nobody's really wanting to hear this. So my email address is batmanuniversepodcast at yahoo.com. And also, if you're at the Batman Universe Podcast website, which is Batman Universe Podcast at Potomatic or dot Potomatic.com, you can also click on the episode that you listen to and you can add in a comment. Last episode, I did get one comment, um, but this epi- or the second episode, I didn't get any comments. So. I'm not real sure if I've lost people because I guess I'm sucking or what, but I kind of need to have some kind of feedback in order to know what I need to do better. Um, Also, you can also, while you're at that Batman Universe, uh, you can click on the About Bruce Wayne, click on that, and that will bring you to a page where you can send mail through Podomatic.com. Alright, so uh, one thing I do want to do is because I still do have the ability to figure out who's listening, who's downloading, who's subscribing, I do want to give a shout out to the countries that uh, I do have, well, I found out that are downloading and subscribing. So some of them are, obviously we've got the U.S. and Canada, uh, Mexico, Brazil, Australia, Qatar, Malaysia, France, England, Italy, and Turkey. So I want to thank everybody from those countries who have been uploading the podcast to either your Zoom, your Microsoft Zoom, or your iPod, or whatever MP3 player you have and listening to it. Uh, I appreciate that. So 
All right, well, let's get into movie news. Like I said, the biggest news that I have, which was also the very first thing that happened since the last episode that we did, was Heath Ledger passed away on January 22nd. Um, like I said, we'll go into more detail with that with the topic of discussion, which is going to be later in the episode. Um, supposedly, there was some new photos released. Um, if you go on to the website superherohype.com, at the top, click on Heroes and, and click on Batman. You can see that article. Um, honestly, when I saw the pictures, I didn't see anything new. So, in my opinion, nothing really new, even though they're saying they're new. It was basically the picture of Batman on the cop car. As he comes down, he lands on the cop car. And a post, a picture of what, it, what seems to be a movie poster of just the Batman or well, with Batman and Gotham City behind him, but I've already pretty much seen those for quite some time, so I'm not real sure that's new news, but... Alright, um... Slate.com um, published, well, put, in, put an article online about the marketing future of the Dark Knight. Basically, um... The, the gist of the reason why they did this was because this was... This, this article was written after the passing of Heath Ledger. And um, basically, I'll just run through some of the highlights. Uh, Warner Brothers insists that director Christopher Nolan got what he needed from Heath Ledger in terms of audio while filming. Um, Warner Brothers and Mr. Nolan will hire a voice artist if needed, but will never address it publicly. Uh, allegedly, the Warner Brothers will meet today, January 31st. Uh, to discuss a de and deal with marketing issues brought by Heath's death. Warner executive acknowledges that another actor may at least have to provide a Joker voice for such things as a planned theme park attraction. Um, some marketing efforts, like an idea that involved calls through fan cell phones, may be scrapped. Um, and that, the, what they're referring to there is the, the viral marketing. Um, there was phones that were distributed in various cities throughout the the nation and the idea was that his voice was going to be used to call them and leave them a message to continue the viral marketing and what they're saying is they might have to scrap it um, but like they also said because they might have to use a voice actor for the theme park attraction they might end up doing they might change it anyway so um also Warner now Warner has to figure out what to do with the products bearing the likeness. Um, they stated, you don't want people to think you're exploiting his death, the source explains, but his character is part of the movie, and he was on board with wanting to do this with this with this character. And if Warner doesn't release the merchandise, uh, what they say is the pirates would come out of the woodwork, and then it's completely out of control. Um, what I what I basically re get from that is that it's saying, um, mer well, merchandise-wise, like T-shirts with you know Heath Ledger as the Joker on the, the cover, which they did have. I've seen some of those uh, T-shirts around, but one of the other things that I noticed is that, you know, we're bound to have a Joker action figure. Um, now. Last episode, I did say something about you know the the, the Toys News International. 
released some information about the action figures, but they didn't say there was specifically going to be a Joker. Now, if anybody knows, you know, when Batman Begins got released, they had a, you know, Ra's al Ghul one, and they also had a Henry Ducard one as well as a Scarecrow. So, if they have those, I can't imagine why in the world they would not have the Joker, since he's pretty much the main, well, one of, if not the mainest villain in this movie. So... Um, also the other thing was the, the, the plan with the viral marketing was to start with the Joker and then seg into a campaign that centered around Harvey Dent and that kind of was started um, a lot of the stuff that happened especially at the San Diego Comic Con last year and um, various things that they were doing online all, all had to do with the Joker but there was you know I believe in HarveyDent.com that was basically like a fake political ad since this is political season so alright on to the next movie news uh, Warner Brothers uh, does have a spot in the Super Bowl but they have not said whether or not it's going to be for the Dark Knight or not um, if I had to take a guess I would say it'd be Warner Brothers' probably best interest to make it the Dark Knight since that probably well I know I'm almost positive that's probably going to be their biggest release of the year is the Dark Knight. Now are they going to? We don't know. Obviously we'll find out tomorrow with the Super Bowl. So, but that was confirmed by SpotBowl.com, which basically is a website that shows what companies have uh, have spots during the Super Bowl as well as saying whether or not they're minute long, 30 second long or whatever. So on the TV news, last time I did announce that, well not announce, but I found out that the next episode was going to be entitled Attack of the Terrible Trio and didn't have a date on when it was going to air. actually found out today that it actually aired today, February 2nd, 2008. Um, I don't have a synopsis of it, but basically what I found out is that Dr. Kirk Langstrom's returns and it marks the final non-team-up episode of the season, as well as the Terrible Trio is introduced, but the version is that the Terrible Trio are humans who drank the formulas made by Dr. Kirk Langstrom that is of fox, shark, and vulture. Um, the next episode, which... I'm assuming if they picked up this week, it'll be within the next couple weeks, is, in, is entitled The End of Batman. It's going to feature Joker, Scarface, Penguin, and Killer Croc. Now, it might feature more. That's all the information that I have. They also announced the last, that'll be the 10th the episode of the season, and they also announced the next three episode names, which is What Goes Up, episode 11, Episode 12, Lost Powers 1, and Episode 13, Lost Powers 2. So, that's what's been announced as of now. Like I said, I don't have anything saying when the next episode is going to air, but I'm just going to assume that it's going to be either next week or the next coming weeks because they just aired a new episode after not airing any for close to two months. So, alright, on a book news... Um, on February 20th, uh, Catwoman, Catwoman's Dead, is going to be released. 
basically the plot is the identity of Selena Kyle built for herself to protect her baby daughters being destroyed at the hands of Hammer and Sickle in this all new volume collecting Catwoman number Catwoman number sixty six through seventy two with supervillains and the Gotham police hunting for both Selena and her replacement Holly. Drastic measures are needed. It's going to be 168 pages, soft cover, 14.99 U.S. dollars. Um, also on February 20th, we have Green Arrow, Black Canary, The Wedding, and the synopsis of that is celebrate this superhero wedding of the year with this amazing hardcover collection that includes Black Canary one through four, the JLA wedding special the Black Canary Wedding Planner, and Green Arrow Black Canary Wedding Special. Before the nuptials can take place, the League of, Assassin track, League of Assassins tracks Black Canary to Star City in an effort to liberate the child's sin. They believe to be the DC Universe's next greatest assassin. Luckily, Black Canary has other plans for sin's abilities and future. Then the fun unfolds in the most unexpected way possible. That's going to be 208 pages, and like I said, that's going to be hardcover, $24.99 U.S. Okay. On the general news, um, I only have really one news. Um, it was announced on the 22nd of January that One Stop Toy Inc., or One Stop Toy Company Inc., a leading manufacturer of licensed toys across multiple distribution channels to, to, uh, announced an exciting new line of inflatable toys and novelties ex inspired by the Dark Knight film from Warner Brothers Pictures. Through a licensing agreement with Warner Brothers Consumer Products on behalf of DC Comics, One Stop Toy will introduce a new line of toys and novelties consisting of inflatable bot bags, mallets, gliders, and paddle balls. One Stop Toy has also obtained rights to manufacture toys for the Batman animated series. In addition, of the Batman of Batman is a natural fit to our growing line of superheroes, and we're excited to work with Warner Brothers Consumer Products to offer options to our customers," said Evan Coltman, president of One Stop Toy Company. Younger audiences are opting for the Batman animated series line, while teens on up are ordering items from the Dark Knight line, and and then basically. So, I'm sure that if, since it says inflatable bot bags, mallets, gliders, paddle balls, I'm almost positive that if you go to Six Flags next summer, there might be some of that stuff at their their game booths. So, that's all I've got for general news right now. Like I said, I'm going to look into the toy news, or the toy international fair that is occurring in the next two weeks. And next episode, hopefully I'll have a report about uh, which action figures, as well as other Batman toys that are going to be released. On the comic reviews, um, this week, or like I said last time, there's actually a quite quite big, big number of comics that we're going to be doing reviews on. Um, first one is, uh, which was released on the 9th of January, Batman Strikes 41. And I'm just, as always, I'm always, I'm just doing synopsis of Batman Strikes, not actually doing a review. Um, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy just want to have fun, but when your idea of fun is crime, catastrophe, and chaos, Batman is going to be right on your tail. Also on January 9th, Green Arrow and Black Canary. This issue was a little better than the last, with Connor shot and in critical conditioner, 
condition, Oliver tries to get him to a medical care as soon as possible, while the Justice League tries to figure out what happened. As Oliver awaits word on Connor's condition, he contemplates his relationship with his son. Winnick makes this issue about the relationship between father and son, Oliver and Connor, and how Oliver feels about his role as a father. There's drama and tension throughout. This issue was an emotional and heartfelt one, and the characterization was stunning. Batman's characterization was inspiring, and Oliver's last scene with Connor was heartbreaking. This issue can't help but to make you feel emotionally moved. This was a tragic comic and an excellent story. The art by Chang was, is, or is simplistic, yet he really makes this entire issue work. It's a more contemporary issue, but he serves up a great dose of art here, really setting the mood and the atmosphere. His interpretation of the characters is simple and not very detailed, but it works well here. The characters look lighter, which makes the storyline all the more important. This was a great read, and I'm interested to see how they will top this issue. I give it 5 out of 5. Also on the 9th of January, Nightwing 140, this new issue starts a new storyline and sees Tomasi taking the, the writing reins and Rags Morales jumping on board to provide pencils. This issue was fantastic. This is the kind of Nightwing I want to read about, one which uses his ties with Batman and Robin, and yet makes him his own hero. There is some humor, intrigue, and great clarification of the Batman, Nightwing, Robin family. In the, in the result of the resurrection of Ra's al Ghul, the Bat family comes together. Nightwing travels back to New York, only to come in contact with some thieves who lead him to a much more dangerous fight and a new mystery to solve, but not before a fellow hero drops on by unexpectedly. The relationship between Dick and Tim has always been a good one despite the relationship between Batman and Nightwing. Dick the older brother and Tim the little brother. This issue also gives a reason for Dick Grayson to be in New York. The art in this issue by Rags Morales is extremely good as he has a great visual storytelling style. My only problem was that Batman looked far too far more rigid in the art compared to the script. Definitely looking forward to this new direction. 4.5 out of 5. Alright, on to the 16th of January, Birds of Prey number 114. Oracle is obsessed with finding those gunrunners that escaped in last issue. Misfit continues to feel guilty about her role in, in the disaster in Metropolis. Zinda and Helena f reflect on Superman's terrible rebuke, as well, as well a mysterious foe from Zinda's past comes back into her life. What was most interesting is that the main point of view in this issue was from Misfit. We really don't know the thoughts of the other woman at all. I like the new development of Zinda as she is coming into her own. Helena's feeling towards Big Blue are great. The art was done very well, The art and this title is getting darker every issue. The change that has occurred since Simone's departure is very different but enjoyable. 4 out of 5. Also on the 16th, Catwoman 75. Selina was about to capture the thief who had almost killed her, but she ended up capturing Deadshot of the Suicide Squad, who had orders from the government to capture all the villains of the DC Universe and send them to Hellworld. Selina now finds herself ruined on a planet which large, with a large assortment of villains who most of them have a grudge against her. She has to choose sides in order to survive, but which side should she choose? Will Pfeiffer manages to change right into the plot from the crossover event. There is a good idea of who is on which side and how the overall story will play out. The art remains good, 
There isn't much action, but the facial expressions and the characters are excellent. It is a good story that you do not have to keep up with the Salvation Run series to know what is going on. I am only interested in how they will go back to the normal Catwoman story when this storyline is complete. 3.5 out of 5. Also on the 16th, Robin 170. Chuck Dixon is back on this book. He brings Tim Drake back to his school life. Batman makes an appearance and the beginning of a relationship with a girl named Violet. After a thief was robbed, Batman and Robin are on the scene. The thief wore the color purple, which stirs up memories of Stephanie. He looks into the matter by himself as Batman worries about more, more uh, important crimes. Tim's, Tim's stakeout leads to an encounter of the mysterious Violet, and a villain is prepared to set up a trap for Robin and Violet. Dixon does a good job of jumping back onto this book and gets Tim's characterization in regards to his relationship with Batman and his memories and feelings for Stephanie Brown. He also manages to have Tim think about the issue of Stephanie never getting any mention in the Batcave and apparently being forgotten. The art by Batista and Eagle does a nice job capturing the action of the issue. The colors by Major, though usually very good, seem dull this issue. Good start. I'm looking forward to where Dixon plans on taking the character. Four out of five. Alright, so now we're going to go into the forgotten villain of uh, the episode. Um, the forgotten villain this week, or this, this time on the Batman Universe podcast, is going to be Magpie. Uh, Magpie is a fictional supervillainess who has made very, uh, who has made several appearances in the Superman sister title, Man of Steel. She is notable for her outlandish 1980s style, including a unique trihawk mullet hair. Although, in the Man of Steel number three, Superman reveals that her unique hairstyle is a wig, and she is actually a redhead, as well as an exotic red and silver costume consisting of a large. Consisting of large sunglasses, earrings, long gloves, and fishnet stockings. While perhaps highly dated, this look has remained her trademark even into the 2000s. First appearing into in the Man of Steel number three, and later into Batman number 401, which I, uh, most people have seen because she's the she's the she's basically the only thing on the cover of Batman 401. Magpie was a jewel thief who specifically targeted jewels named after birds and then replaced them with booby trap replicas. This she is named for the magpie who in folklore is attracted to bright shiny objects. Although largely a minor character, Magpie's first appearance in Man of Steel had her facing Superman and Batman in their very first post-crisis team-up. She also had a brief affiliation with Poison Ivy who both escaped from Arkham Asylum. In Superman Batman number two, Superman mentions thinking about Magpie and wonders what happened to her, in which Batman says he says he is reasonably sure that she is dead. As of one year later, Magpie is dead, having been mur murdered by Tallyman, along with Orca, the ventriloquist, and Scarface, and KG Beast villains working for the Penguin. So... Basically, um, she doesn't have very much that happens. Um, that's basically why we're doing Forgotten Villains. She's not a very, she doesn't have very many storylines that she's in. 
she actually has less storylines than the last two forgotten villains that we did um but she has she has made a few few appearances here and there and that's that so next next time on the batman universe podcast we're gonna uh, i'm really hoping that someone can send either an email or a comment with a suggestion for forgotten villain um I've I've got I've still got a giant list to choose from, but I really be I I really think it'd be better if we could get the audience involved and get them to figure out which villain they want to hear about. So, all right, on to upcoming releases. February sixth, we have Batman Confidential number twelve. Now, from the last two episodes, I have mentioned that Batman Confidential was actually supposed to be released in December, I believe it was December 12th or somewhere right around there. Um, after having the last podcast and wondering why I still hadn't received that issue as well as why or how, what was taking so long as well as how come I couldn't find any information from other uh, comic readers online, I called up DC and asked them what was going on, and that's actually when they informed me that their ship date for that wasn't until sometime mid-February, which then I asked, well, does that mean that it was, I'm assuming that means it was delayed, and the lady replied, well, I don't know, I suppose it is. So about the next week, which was early last, early this past week, uh, it actually popped up on the the DC Comics homepage of their releases that it's getting released on the on February 6th. So uh, the only amusing part about that is so that there is no December issue or January issue, but 12 is going to come out you know beginning of February and then uh, number 13 is actually coming out later that month. So that'll be a little interesting. Also, as I mentioned uh, last last time on in the uh, or on the on the podcast, Batman False Faces, which was in book news of, of episode two, is going to be released next time, or uh, February sixth, as well as Detective Comics uh, eight forty one and Nightwing one forty one. And on the thirteenth, we've got the Batman Strikes number forty two, Gotham Underground number five, Green Arrow Black Canary number five. And Simon Dark number five. Now you may be asking yourself, who's Simon Dark? Uh, I honestly didn't even know anything about the character Simon Dark until I went to the comic shop to turn in a pull list, and they actually informed, when I told them I wanted anything having to do with the Batman universe, you know Gotham City, and listed you know all the rogues and stuff. Uh, the comic book. Uh, the guy who works there basically told me, you know, do you want Simon Dark? And I was like, who's Simon Dark? And what I ended up doing was I, I added that to my pull list and last came home, did a little research to figure out who he is and found out he's actually based out of Gotham City, which, you know, is technically considered the Batman universe. Well, it is, it is considered the Batman universe. So... We're going to start covering Simon Dark as well. Uh, I did not, I did find out that he's basically, there's not very much information about him. I, I still have to work on getting the issues and reading more. But uh, what I read was that he's, 
he he's kind of like an anti-hero and he's he does things that are a little too dark i suppose for batman so we're going to start doing that and then once we start doing that uh hopefully i'll have more information about that i can give everyone about who he is and what exactly he has to do with so okay on to the topic of discussion like i said earlier the biggest news in the last two weeks was that uh, the actor who was playing the Joker in The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger, passed away on the 22nd. So, um, basically, he was found dead in his lower Manhattan apartment on Tuesday the 22nd. He was only 28. Uh, he was Australian-born and was nominated for, an op uh, nominated for an Oscar for Brokeback Mountain. Uh, he met, in 2005, he met Michelle Williams... And they lived together in Brooklyn and had a daughter, Matilda, but split up last year. Uh, there was no... So, well, instead of me re just reading the article, let me just go through with what I am under the understanding of. So, that day I get a phone call from somebody at my work saying, have I heard the news? And I basically am like, what news? And they're like, have you been online? And I was like, no, I'm out of the office. And they tell me that, well, to get online and pull up, you know, main page of any news, any website, you know, whether it be Google News or MSN.com or Yahoo.com, CNN, any any news site that, that keeps up with current news has got, you know, something plastered on it. And I was like, well, just tell me. I'm not going to be able to get to a computer right away. And they tell me, you know, Heath Ledger's dead. And I basically was like, I thought it was a joke at first. I didn't think it was real because Heath Ledger is young. He has a lot going, well, I mean, he had a lot going for him. You know, he could have, he, he could easily be, you know, one of the top actors of the next 15, 20 years. Because, I mean, last year he was nominated for an Oscar. This year, he's playing the Joker, which is, like I've said numerous times before, going to be the number one movie of the year. So, he, you know, he had a lot going for him, you know. Uh, so, I obviously thought it was a joke and realized, you know, i got to make sure they're actually telling me the truth, thinking they could just be playing a trick on me. Get on my phone, and there, lo and behold, as soon as I get on the, get on my phone... There it is planted right on top of the top of the news that, you know, Heath Ledger died. So, of course, um, I come home later that day, get on get online. First thing I read is that, you know, he died at home of an overdose. And the first thing I'm thinking is why would he have overdosed? Uh, he I know I, I did know that he had uh, prior um, I don't even know what the word is. He he used recreational drugs in the past. Um, some say that was for some of the roles that he did, that he played, because in the movie Candy he played you know a crack addict or a heroin addict. I don't. I actually haven't seen the movie. It's just what I read online. But uh, some say that he had that he had, was having problems. So of course the first thing I'm reading online is saying that he he died from dr a drug overdose. And I'm thinking, I don't even think that's possible. Um, and then the story here that is that he 
was supposed his his housekeeper found him uh lying naked in his bed completely or you know not breathing and then she calls the cop or she calls 911 then about a couple hours later it changes from uh you know an, it changes from an overdose to uh he had a possible overdose of just drugs to Suddenly, uh, they released that there was a bunch of prescription drugs found all over his apartment. Then, you know, you find out later on that it really wasn't prescription drugs all over his apartment. He was prescribed a couple drugs, uh, Valium, uh, Ambien, CR, which is a sleep medication, and uh, I, don't, uh, I don't remember what the other one is. I, th I believe it was either Zol... It was something for depression. Um... So, I'm thinking, well, you know, there's there's a, there's a chance that you know, he could have just maybe taken one too many. Uh, definitely not. I don't think on purpose. But this is what's going through my mind. Um, so, then the next then the next day I wake up and then they're saying that they're going to do the autopsy and then uh, the autopsy comes up inconclusive. They're saying it's going to take another ten days to figure out the exact results from the toxicology tests and I'm really hoping that their 10 days is going to fall sometime this week so by the next episode we'll definitely know exactly what happened but so then of course I hear a story that he was actually at the Olsen Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen's apartment uh, then you hear something else saying that uh, you know he, he, he overdosed on, on cocaine then, you know, you hear like a thousand different things and then it comes out later that day that um, they find a rolled, up, a rolled up $20 bill, which is commonly associated with, uh, you know, cocaine sniffing. They find that, so everyone's assuming that it is a cocaine overdose. And then what ends up happening is it all comes out that the, the, the rolled up $20 bill didn't have any dr uh, drug residue whatsoever on it. Uh, it also comes out that the prescription drugs that were supposedly all over the place were in their normal bottles labeled, prescribed to him from a doctor from uh, England that he was there uh, because he was there filming a movie and there wasn't an abnormal amount of the pills missing. Most of the pills were still there. Um, so then the whole he was at the Olsen twins apartment so the basically the real story is this the housekeeper his housekeeper is going through the house cleaning sees him about sees him asleep about 1 p.m. Um, he had an appointment with the masseuse at about uh, 3 o'clock and his appointment with the masseuse well he had so he had this appointment his housekeeper came in found him uh, lying naked because if you're going to have a massage most of the time you're naked especially I'm sure if you're a bigger star you you know you're going to you get the full deal um, found him lying naked in his bed not breathing the masseuse who happened to know who, who also does massages for the Olsen twins knew that their bodyguard well, knew their bodyguard and also knew that he was a licensed EMT. Calls him up because their apartment is only about a, a, a block away from, well, Heath Ledger's apartment. So what ends up happening is 
after they call him, he comes by, and then they also call 911 right after the or the bodyguard. And from there, the the paramedics arrive. They pronounce him dead on the scene or dead on the site or scene or whatever you, they called it. And you know, you know, took him took him away. So right now we're basically just waiting on the autopsy results, which, like I said. They said we should be done in about 10 days, so since we haven't heard anything yet, I'm assuming that it's going to be 10 day, ten business days, which would be this coming Wednesday. So um, His funeral was that Friday. Um, his, all of his family, most of his family were on various different news programs uh, talking about their loss. Um, saying that they were all very sad and shocked by this incident and definitely did not believe that um, definitely not did not believe that this this was an intentional suicide um, so right now uh, the, my, my basic prediction is that it's going to be ruled an accidental overdose I mean I've been prescribed with sleep medication before and my doctor warned me that if I take one sleep uh, pill and you know a half hour later I'm not asleep it doesn't mean take another one and also sometimes you know if you take a sleep pill and you don't fall asleep right away and you're you're, you're not thinking clearly there's a possibility you could completely forget that you that you took it and take another one and that could actually have some serious effects on you um, not only um, you know, especially if you have uh, a heart condition, because the idea of sleep medication is that um, it slow, slows down your heart to the rate where you become tired and you want to go to sleep. Um, now, if you take too many, it's going to slow down your heart to the f fact where you're going to, now, you know, I might be completely wrong, and it might actually speed up your heart rate so you become more tired. But I'm almost positive it, it slows down your heart rate. And if you take too many, it's going to slow your heart rate to the point where you could go into cardiac arrest. Um, and that could have been very like the case, very, very, very much the case with this situation. So um, the other stuff that um, was that has to do with this whole story is that um, Heath Ledger... We all know, and I don't know why I'm going to say this again, but he's going to be the Joker in the in the in the Dark Knight. So Warner Brothers, uh, President and COO, um, they released a statement saying the studio is stunned, devastated, devastated by this tragic news. The entertainment community has lost an enormous talent. Heath was a brilliant actor, an exceptional person. Our hearts go out to his family and friends. Um, his father, Kim Ledger released the following statement on Australian TV. We, Heath's family, confirm the very tragic, untimely, and accidental passing of our dearly loved son, brother, and doting father of Matilda. He was found peacefully asleep in his New York apartment by his housekeeper at 3.30 p.m. U.S. time. We would like to thank our friends and everyone around the world for their well wishes and kind thoughts at this time. Heath has touched so many people on so many different levels during his short life, but had few but few had the pleasure of truly knowing him he was down to earth generous kind-hearted 
life-loving and selfless individual who is extremely inspirational to many. Please now respect our family's need to grieve and come to terms with our loss privately. Um, so, one other thing that I did come across was that I was reading an article that was, that, uh, well, it was actually an interview that Heath Ledger did, I can't remember exactly who it was, uh, he did an art. he did either, uh, well, it was an interview, I can't remember if it was a video interview or if it was, uh, on paper, but he did an interview back in November, and the basic gist of it was, they were asking him how he prepped for becoming, for becoming the Joker, and he basically said that he spent a month secluded himself from everyone, every, every, you know, everyone else secluded himself and basically spent a month researching the character nonstop, um, reading the, you know, the important issue, the Batman comic issues that have largely, uh, large to do with, um, you know, the Joker's stories, uh, especially the killing joke, which is what he mentioned. Um, but he's, but because of that, he experienced a lot of insomnia. And because he was experiencing that insomnia, because of all the research, um, it's also been reported that he was experiencing insomnia even during filming, where he wasn't sleeping for days and just wanted to keep working. Um, so, you know, for those people out there who say, well, what's the point of having sleep medication? Um, if you've never experienced insomnia, insomnia can really, really wear you out. Um, everyone always says it's important to get your sleep, but some people, they can't sleep. I've had, I've had uh, a similar problem in the past, uh, which, is, which is no longer the case now, but... Um, you know, if you have insomnia, it's a, it's a big issue. And to have medication, you know, prescribed to you for it is nothing to be, you know, ashamed about or even something to be judged upon because, you know, it's completely legit. So, um, all right. Okay, so on Movie Hole... Alright, so this is an article from Movie Hole. A quick blurb from Christian Bale and Ledger from their Dark Knight set visit. Okay, so this was way back, and uh, this is basically what Christian Bale said about Ledger playing the Joker. And he said, The Joker, how do you deal with somebody who has no code, no sense of decency or morals? He does what he wants to do. He's an incredible actor, and he's brought a very, very scary Joker to life. It's shocking. He'll shock you. Heath will shock you. So, my question is, um, you know, how exactly can this, how, well, one of the things everyone that I was hearing about a lot in the beginning, or right when this happened, was that, you know, what are they going to do? Because are they, are they even done filming? What, what are they going to do? Are, are they going to take them out? Are they going to put somebody else in? Um, at this point, they've been done with the major filming since, uh, I believe it was like mid-October. Um, they haven't had, the, I mean, they're in post-production right now, and that's the status that they have listed on imdb.com. 
is that they're in post-production. So yeah, occasionally there is some scenes that have to go back and refilmed, but you know, for the most part, this is this is a big enough movie where you know they have all their bases covered. Um, I definitely don't think that um, him him pa uh, Heath passing is really going to affect the movie in a way where they're going to have to you know have Joker's back turned to the camera the majority of the time. Or I mean, there might be a couple things where they need you know like I said earlier in movie news they might need some stuff that's you know audio wise but besides that I don't think it's gonna be that big of a deal so um, but there was there there has been it's been told by several legit insiders that mr. ledger was completely done with the dark knight filming and uh, and post wise so um, hopefully that's that that is the case and we we can experience Heath in all of his uh, great acting abilities during the Dark Knight when it gets released, and really hopefully that the movie can be a tribute to the great work that he can perform. Um, so the last thing that we have to talk about with uh, you know this situation is that uh, the Dark Knight, uh, the Warner Brothers uh, official sites. Um, changed up a little in relationship to this uh, untimely situation that happened. Uh, the Dark Knight.com, if you click on it, it's a, it was a, it's a tribute to Heath Ledger, as well as if you go to WhySoSerious.com, which many people are familiar with because it's part of the viral marketing campaign, um, the picture of Heath as the Joker, which was besides the very first one was the uh, a, a, a picture from the actual movie that was released um, after that um, that picture has a, a black ribbon uh, so um, like I've said uh, I believe that Heath Ledger was a great actor I really do think that he uh, left us way too soon and um, I think that I, I think that uh, The Dark Knight, when it, when it is released, will show that Heath was a great actor. And uh, when they did announce that he was going to play the Joker, I actually didn't have a doubt in my mind that he could actually do it, do a good job as the Joker. A lot of people were skeptical, especially since his last major role was in Brokeback Mountain. And the problem is a lot of people don't realize that in, in Hollywood, you have to adapt to your character you know yes he may have played a, a homosexual cowboy but that doesn't mean that's what he should be associated with forever um, he, he's done great movies you know Knight's Tale, Four Feathers, Ten Things I Hate About You um, why should his association with Brokeback Mountain be any different than any of his other movies I truly believe that he was a good actor, and I really think that, you know, like I've said, is the dark, the dark when the Dark Knight gets released, it's going to be a pretty much like a tribute to him and the great acting ability that he has done. So, the only thing, or well, I want to hear from what everyone has, to, or everyone else's opinions. Um, basically, what are your feelings? What do you think this um, this untimely event? that has occurred could possibly 
due to the release of the Dark Knight? Do you think that this could have a negative effect or a positive effect? When I say positive, I'm not saying that him dying is a good thing. What I'm saying is, you know, do you think that more people will go see this even if they don't don't even want to don't have anything to do with Batman comics or anything like that? You know, just the people who more were Heath Ledger fans who wouldn't want to see him as a scarred up villain in a comic book movie. Um, do you think more people will go see it? Do you think um, less people will want to go see it just because of this? Um, I basically want to know what your opinion is. Um, and we can discuss that next time if, hopefully, if I get some responses. So, alright, well, next time on the Batman Universe podcast, obviously, as always, we're going to do movie news, book news, general news. I'll try to get you some news about the toy fair that's coming up. If it and if it already happened, you know, news of what came out of that. Um, also, in comic reviews, we're going to do Gotham Underground number four, Superman Batman number 45, and Batman 673. So, those are going to be uh, the comics that we'll review next time. And of course, we'll do Forgotten Villain and Topic of Discussion. And as always, I, I'm always waiting for some responses back to what kind of topic of discussion what to do as well as what forgotten villain to do so if anybody has any ideas email me batman universe podcast at yahoo.com and at this point anybody writes me i'll read your email on my or on the on the podcast and give you a shout out just because i haven't gotten any responses back or i haven't gotten any feedback back except for uh, one comment from the first episode as well as one one uh, uh, pod mail so hopefully we get some feedback for the next episode and like I said I'll definitely read anybody who wants to be or who has anything good to contribute to the podcast so as always um, I hope everyone had a, enjoyed this uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see you next time on the Batman Universe Podcast.